All right, my sporties, we are back and we're here for another episode of Who That Rises Up Sports Talk with a Gay Twist. I'm so happy to be back. I know we took a small hiatus uh, for the holidays and, you know, I had to go and be a career woman and take care of some professional responsibilities because we ain't getting paid for this yet. No, work is so ghetto, though. Work is so ghetto. Ain't ghetto. Ain't ghetto. We're the real Adulting is some bullshit. Like it, it is. is. I remember. I used to love. Now I can't wait till I get grown. I wish <laughs> I'd never said that shit. <laughs> well, I'm out there being fast in the ass and hot in the streets and just right. Fuck. I'm only <laughs> wearing tight ass clothes and drinking till the fucking sun come up. And then, <laughs> then come home and realize I got to work Monday through Friday five and pay bills. I don't know who thought this was a bright fucking idea. Uh, okay, taxes and carrying on and right. And what they they said? Well, you got to own property. Ugh. So I'm like, oh. I want to look. I saw something on, on Facebook. I'm sure y'all may have seen. I said, I wonder if my mama can put me back in the child's place because I'm ready to go. Fuck. I ain't got time okay. for this shit. Okay. So, but I hope everyone has had a great holiday. We, I know we all gave thanks. We gave thanks for those around us, whether we wanted to or not. <laughs> whether we wanted to or not. Hello. Uh, <laughs> but, bitch, let, the last two weeks have been a clusterfuck of just a clusterfuck of yeah, it, sports. It, it, it's yeah i mean i feel like it's just like all right so y'all want to y'all want to disappear for two weeks sports world was like we well, got your ass <laughs> they said fuck <laughs> carousel bitch i'm put y'all on a roller coaster watch this i said oh no <laughs> not a real i was because I, I was doing real good i said oh it's the holidays you know thanksgiving shit might be a little lax you know um that sounds great. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess they said, nope. nope. Watch this. Especially, I was thinking, I was like, okay, so what we got to look forward to on Christmas? I mean, excuse me, on Thanksgiving, we got Detroit and... Uh, Detroit, <laughs> Detroit and Chicago. I, you right. know, my, you know, my Thanksgiving was a lot. Right. <laughs> and then I got to the Saints and the Bills, and I said, well, that was the end of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a tough one. <laughs> but I, but at least to say I'm gonna say it now. I'll probably mention it later on again. I am so glad the Trevor Project is over. <laughs> and for those that is Trevor Simeon, not the not the not the not the uh, charitable society, not that not that you guys be hate mailing me on Facebook. That'd be rude. Uh, <laughs> no 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 no. It's the Trevor Simeon Project here in New Orleans. We finally put an end to it. I guess that was enough of that shit. We saw enough of what we needed to say. I don't know what took them so fucking long, but I digress. Um, I but yeah, <laughs> girl, he was never a starting quarterback. That's the part I don't understand. Um, True. But let's get to these baby daddies of the week. Cause let me just tell you, honey, I got some shit to say. Okay. Um, and we gonna start. Hold on. Okay, I had to get back to my notes. Let's start with yesterday's. We're going to start in the middle because I feel like watching him yesterday, I didn't really know if even on his birthday, because apparently it was his birthday yesterday. <laughs> so well, this is not a great birthday gift for anybody. <laughs> okay. The fuck are we trying to? Ladies and gentlemen, you know that statement, let's Russ cook. Well, he must have turned off the fucking stoves. <laughs> I don't. I know he was thinking, and I know we were back and. I know that 
we are. It's normally Russell Wilson, and then Russell Wilson can make shit happen. You can close your eyes, and you know Russell just throw it to you, catch it, that shit. But it just doesn't seem. And I'm going to say what I, I'm going to say the same thing that Daniel Slotson said earlier. It looks like it's the end in Seattle to me. Uh, I think that I think that there are going to be some big moves in Seattle. And I think they're going to happen pretty soon because what it looks like that the uns- first they've done a horrible job with their free agency and in the draft. And, right. And for the longest, I mean, for the longest, I think I put a little bit too much onus on, on Russell Wilson's contract. And of course, you know, in a um, salary cap league, that right. tends to be a big thing for teams to have to get over unless they pay their star quarterback. However, they've just done an awful job. I mean, that Jamal Adams deal. Like, that shit sucked. And now he sucked. Yeah. Like it's just, it just, they just haven't, they just haven't made many wise decisions um, with, with the, with the cap room and the space that they did have. And they have not drafted well either. And of course, you know, they, they, they have been hobbled with, uh, with, with injuries, but at this point in the NFL, everybody is. So mm-hmm. I can't even give them that excuse. If you just look at what green Bay is able to accomplish, I'm sure we'll talk about them more later, but um, honestly, I think that, I think Pete Carroll, like, Pack your shit. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I feel as though, like, coming. I'm watching it's them coming. yesterday, and there's no oomph. There's no – there's just go out there and, I guess, play football? I don't – Well, you know how, like, how for years, especially under Mike McCarthy, where they just continue to make – horrible or mediocre decisions and, 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 and keep drafting defensive players. And they don't want to keep on to keep a, a hold on to any of the weapons that Aaron Rodgers like, and they just de- depended on him to basically fix all the deficiencies in the team. I right. feel like that's what, that's what they're doing with Russell Wilson. Because if you notice the last two or three seasons, they start off looking good. They start strong. We had the whole let Russ cook, you know, the mania that went on earlier this season, but as it goes on, like he gets more desperate, he gets hurt. There's too much pressure on him to have to hold it together and outscore the other team for them to win games. And it's just not a sustainable model. And I can't help but think that, you know, maybe Pete Carroll's approach is a bit outdated. The future, it certainly seems to be looking towards more offensive minded it's the offensive-minded head coaches. Um, and you see that's the clear trend around the league, I'm, frankly, with the session, of course, with the Patriots. But Bill Belichick is a different breed. But, um, yeah, I, I, I'm much like Pete Carroll. Like, it's just – it's looking like – it's looking like they're going to strip – I, I think there's going to be some big moves. I think they're going to strip that team down. I think Pete Carroll's days may be numbered. Um, and, and, and we'll see if they got about 12 college coach jobs he can go back to if he's just not in the mood for this shit. No more. <laughs> well, you know, the life is starts to start. And, you know, and. And they did. Um, so. <clears throat> They'll have plenty. They'll, they'll have their pickup. I think. They, I think they, they could definitely get a good coach. Um, I just think. Yeah, I think Pete Carroll's day is numbered. 
I think it's yeah, just and but even watching him on the sideline yesterday, because you know I was watching the game and I was like, "Ooh, Washington! You know, I need y'all to lose. At least my team at least tries to stay in a playoff race." You know, yeah. Seahawks are really able to give a fuck in the world, but I'm just like they threw that last second touchdown, but then it was just like y'all had a whole two quarters, four. I'm sorry. And it just looks like, okay, well, let's just jog back out here. Nobody. And then when Russ just throwing it to the ground, I'm just like, dog, who are we throwing to? What's happening? There was no, there wasn't no cohesiveness in, in any of that at all. And that's where I was just like, okay, um, Russ, you might want to, you and Sierra might want to be looking for new places to live. Well, he, speak, he, he spends, he spends, he spends the entire game running for his life. He does. And that <laughs> offensive line is trash. That yeah, defense trash. is trash. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think Russ is going anywhere. They don't pay him all that money. He got his extension. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think Pete Carroll is going to be out. Oh, that's well, yeah. Thing. I think Pete Carroll is going to be out. That's what yeah, I Yeah, that's a plausibility, though. That is a plausibility. He's been there for what, 10, 12 years now? Has it been that long already? Yeah, it's close. Yeah. He's yeah. been there a good minute. Um, Speaking of someone that might be on their way out, um, and this was, I, was, I saw this on a few reports today. We're just going to go to the bottom because we're in football. I'm okay. going to get to the, to the, to the, to the now Trojan elephant in the room. Very <laughs> shortly. Um, Cliff Klingsbury, who is the, who is, first of all, let me just talk about this. That man is sexy. The more and more I look at him, I just go, well, yeah, you're still fine. <laughs> he is not, he's the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, but, his contract runs out in 2022, before the season starts, as a matter of fact. And there are many folks saying that he may not want to coach Arizona anymore and he may want to go back to college. Now, one would think there's only, well, two jobs now, I mean, that he could possibly run to and make a good change. And that is now Oklahoma and, of course, Notre Dame. Thoughts? I think, I mean... He's done a damn good job this year, of course, with the cast and crew of the or, or Arizona Cardinals. But it's tempting, you know, that motherfuckers throwing money out the window over in college football. They tossing it from the free throw line. Um, I, I, I think uh, I, I'm not buying this one in the least bit. I mean, let's let's just look at it. I mean, for for a good portion of the season, people were picking the Arizona Cardinals as the best team in NFL. Um, he's got his quarterback. You he know, does. Their defense has played, has played well in spots, not quite as consistent as they were earlier in the season. He's got all these offensive weapons. You know, they they, they you know, they, I mean, they, you know, they're not, they're not healthy right now. I don't think he's going anywhere. Now, I don't see it. Like I, you know, it's there. If, if if you know, if they were struggling, if they weren't, if they didn't have so much upside, if they weren't on an upward trajectory, if it looked like he was really struggling or whatnot, then I'd be like, okay, yeah, this may be, uh, you know, Bobby Petrino situation um, where we just like one day see him in a press conference, you know, talking about some booner schooner. Right. But no, no, I honestly, I'm not buying this one. I think that he's got a good thing going in, uh, at, you know, in Arizona. I think that now, what this sounds like to me is this sounds like agent posturing. Yeah. That's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like Adrian posturing to give himself an extension in Arizona. I don't think it's a for real 
it, it's a for real thing. I think this is something that was leaked by his agent. Like, oh, well, you know, we're fielding calls from Oklahoma, et cetera. Get it out there to make Arizona nervous and get more money from them. But do I think he's going to leave? No, not at all. Not why he's not why he's got a young Kyler Murray who's still cheap. You haven't had to pay him yet. Like, no, I ain't paying him in a minute. You're not paying for at least another two years. Right. He's got a very a very advantageous spot right now to to make some things happen. Um, in, in NFL, and I don't see him. I don't see him leaving. I don't. I don't buy this one. I can. I can see that. Um. Speaking, <laughs> I can see that. But like I said, I mean, the Arizona Cardinals are right now the number one seed in the NFC, and they do look pretty good, even with um, Colt McCoy. No, yeah, which I was truly shocked on. I think Kyle is due back this week, though. Um, but speaking of leaving children, <laughs> baby, listen, bitch, I felt like I was watching uh, the NASCAR race this week. <laughs> There were more folks jumping from college to another college and who wasn't going. Let me start with young daddy. And let me say, he's he's cute to look at. But I'm <laughs> I'ma tell you something, children. Tell you something like I know. Molly, you in danger, girl. Now, everyone's screaming the uh the the bedlam uh this weekend, they got that ass smacked. We'll tell you that. Um, we are talking about the 38-year-old head coach of now the USC Trojans. Mm-hmm. He has traded in his horses and cows for a Trojan horse in the beach of Los Angeles, <laughs> California. Okay. Ooh, Lincoln Riley. <laughs> um, now, keep in mind, all last week, everyone was like, oh, he offered eight million, eight-year, $96 million contract by the Tigers of LSU, which was true. We And, you know... Um, of course, we all know Oklahoma is returning to the SEC in, what, 2024, I think it is? I think it's um, 25. 2025. Yeah. Um, but and when they asked him, he emphatically said he will not be the head coach at LSU. Not 24 hours after that, that ass was the head coach at USC Trojans. Um, and today, yesterday was his press conference and this, that, and the other. And I thought it was really, really cute that, as I told you earlier, Kenny, that motherfucker made his Hollywood debut on every national channel. Now he was at the Colin Cowherd show. He was on the sport. He was on three different sports shows. And the folks in Oklahoma looking real goddamn confused. <laughs> well, that within itself, well, that within itself is 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 the is one of the reasons why he chose USC. Um, because USC is is, is frankly has a national imprint that no shade, but LSU does not have. Now, don't get me wrong, LSU is still in one of those top five programs like in the country, in my opinion. Um, but I think that he didn't want to be in the shadow of Nick Saban. And that's not to say that he couldn't build a team to beat Nick Saban. I'm just saying that when you think of SEC right now, until he's gone, you think of Nick Saban when it comes to coaches. Most of the coaches in the SEC are his protégés or his former assistants and all that. Um, and so it, it makes sense to me, um, not to mention uh, USC, he doesn't even have to leave his backyard to build a top, a top 
two or three recruiting class sure. every year. Then you add on top of the fact the legacy of Southern California producing quarterback talent and look at the fact that he took one quarterback in Jalen Hurts that transferred from Alabama, turned him into a Heisman candidate. And before that, he had two back-to-back Heisman Trophy winners. So you know he's going to attract quarterback talent. Um, I, I, just, I Honestly, I, I, I understand it. But here's a more, here's the, here's the more interesting thing. This past couple of days, fundamentally, we see the fundamental change and shift, a seismic shift, if you ask me. In college football, the sport has finally, I believe, let go of this sham of the whole student-athlete amateur bullshit. I don't think they care anymore. I think that they really have gotten to the point where they where, okay, well, players can get paid. Now I feel like they're just free to be like, okay, we don't have to act like we don't, well, this isn't a business anymore. And right. it, is, it is college football taking one more step towards really college football doesn't need the colleges. <laughs> no, they don't at all. <laughs> I mean, it's really turned itself into a very popular and profitable, for lack of a better term, minor league, rather than a collegiate amateur student athlete league um and this this was a seismic shift we've never seen anything like this before who would ever think one day because i mean oklahoma is a top program we've never seen a coach flat out leave a top program for another top program especially when you weren't doing bad you were like i mean oklahoma was picked by a lot of people to win it all this year um and I, I just this this is I, I find this is really interesting the money and the economics and how that's taken the forefront and I think that this just shows that that the colleges are just don't, just don't give a fuck anymore which I don't think that they should and frankly I think that Lincoln Riley is just one of the first ones to cash in I think yeah. we're going to see a lot he won't more be of this. the last oh hell no I think we're going to see a lot more of this absolutely and um. Moreover, it's not going to take him long to make USC good again. Oh, no. I don't <laughs> doubt that. I don't doubt that at all. My my thing is, and like I said, do I blame him? Absolutely not. And I'm going to say the words of Marcus Spears, who's on first take every morning, and, you know, Stephen A. and my, my forget my girl name. But anyway, Marcus Spears said, if I had my choice between LSU and USC, and the same thing you just said earlier, he said, and I had to run into every year the mm-hmm. likes of Kirby Smart, uh, mm-hmm. Nick Saban, um, Lane Kiffin. If I had to run into the likes of those every other week, then no. Granted, LSU is the job to have. You're, you're, you don't get any better because, A, you're in the SEC. B, you, your recruiting in the South is nothing less than stellar. I'll take, a step, I'll take a step further than that. Recruiting in Louisiana – Right. Is, 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 I mean, you get Louisiana, Texas, Florida, California. That part. But to look at these men, the coach in Tennessee, the, even Mark Stoops in Kentucky, who's not doing a bad job, you have to look at these men and face them. Granted, you could put a, you could put a product on the floor that may be able to beat them, but knowing every year, 
You got to do that? No, 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 no. You're and he yeah. said he's young. Now, if you look at, like I said, if you look at his young, now he and Marcus Spears said the same thing. If he was like 50, 55, and he's been through the war paint, that's different. But in Oklahoma, you didn't really face nobody. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not you for these years, because Texas hasn't really been Texas. And, you know, all the other teams are pretty much raided out of there. Um, but even, as, even then, he said – and then every year you go to the college football playoffs and you get shellacked by an SEC school. No, he said, no, I'm no, 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 no. I'm going to try again somewhere else. He said, I don't blame him. But then again, you know, it is what it is. No, I agree. And then, you know, just on the, there, and there's also an intangible side of this. I mean, to be frank, I want no shade to if we do have some Sooner fans listen to this podcast, but you be honest with yourself. I want to have a beautiful house with my wife and my kids in normal Oklahoma, or I can go to sunny Southern California and be around Hollywood and stars at the famed University of Southern California. Yeah, I'm good. I'm out. <laughs> that is very true. I'm out. <laughs> it was, I looked it up. I looked it up. It was 79 degrees today in LA. That part. So I don't Boom. blame him in the least. <laughs> I do not blame him in the least. Um, speaking of which, we have our first fan questions. And I'm, we're going to do this a little different as we go through as we go through our show. Those that what we're talking about, we're just going to slide them in there because it, it helps. Um, okay. Shannon, which is a guy, had to ask that question. Shannon would like to know, of course, he is, a, he is a USC fan and he is ecstatic, just like probably everybody in Southern California right now. How long, do we, how long do we think will USC will be in the national talk? <laughs> um immediately um i'll give them i'll give them challenging and they have oh and if you haven't looked at their schedule next year too they don't have to play oregon they don't have to play um who else it's, uh excuse, excuse, excuse. I, I, they just have a very easy conference schedule next year they'll be challenging for the pac-12 championship next year and they will be in a national conversation i'll give them a year and a half before they are, they are in in the in the college playoff, a college football playoff top four, you know, in the first in the first rankings. I, I honestly, I really feel because I mean, if you just take a look at programs like that, where you can recruit on a national level, and 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 it has that footprint. For example, you look at when Nick Saban came to Alabama. He had that that first year when they went seven and three. They won a national championship the next year. Yep. You know, you look at the, you look at that that programs can do that. Um, so with programs like that, they don't rebuild; they just reboot. And I don't think mm-hmm. it's going to take him long to do that. I, I I guarantee, like in the next coming weeks, you know, especially when we have commitment day and all this stuff, you're going to start seeing all these all these five star out, out, out athletes decommitting from different schools to go to USC. One guy's already done it. Uh, he was a he was he had committed to play for Lincoln Raleigh in Oklahoma. Uh, he was a 
he went to one of what's whatever the popular high school is in California. There's one he committed to play for Lincoln Riley in Oklahoma. He quickly changed it today to uh, mm-hmm. USC. Yeah, you're gonna see a lot of that. You're gonna see a lot more of that. They're going to be good, and it's not going to take very long at all. They're going to. It's it's honestly it kind of, if if I'm being honest with you, it feels like a bit of the changing of the guard because. You know, I mean, Nick Saban ain't going to be around for much longer. Um, no, look, I, he- I did say, you know what? I'm not going to lie. You know, I love you and I love we are uh, when when LSU does not run into the Crimson Tide. I am. An, I love my Crimson Tide because you bitches are crazy. Y'all like to drink and they sing that song, that Alabama song that I kind of do like. I'm not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> goddamn homosexual song. Anyway, um, but last, I will tell you, watching him this this season. And more, more recently, last weekend, Nick Saban looked real. He looked like he about a good hand clap away and said, "You know what, motherfuckers, y'all can have this. <laughs> y'all can yeah. have this." Honestly, like I wouldn't be surprised that after Bryce Young is finished with his running, you probably have him for another two years. I wouldn't be surprised if we start to see an exodus from from Nick Saban. But again, I mean, the man is pushing. I think he's sixty eight this year, and um, got hand over fist money. Right, I hand over fist money. Like you know, he he ain't got shit to prove. Um, Nobody. I think that I think that we're going to see USC be very good for a while until Lincoln Rally is ready to try his hand in the NFL. That's what I honestly think is going to happen. Oh yeah, I think he'll be just like Pete Carroll. Like I think well, when Pete Carroll went from the NFL to college and then back, but I do think that I think I think that he's going to cut his teeth at USC for a while win a few national championships. I think that's inevitable. And then at some point, he'll some NFL team will back up a Brinks truck and throw money at him. And he'll he'll probably have it. And he'll probably at some point wait till he has his pick to do it. Um, but yeah, no, USC is going to be good. It's going to, it's not going to take long. And um, if you're in a Pac-12, you're like, and you're and you're not a USC fan. You're like fuck this shit. Yeah, <laughs> unless your name is Mario Cristobal of the Oregon Ducks, you're like fuck. Because they were somebody said Stanford and Marcus Spears bust out laughing. He say, yeah, those days are over. <laughs> I said, well, damn. I mean, you know, like you know, Utah, you had your chance. Um, but yeah, no, they, they're they're going to they're going to run the table for a while. I think that I think this is. I think this is going to work out very well for them. And um, for honestly, for the rest of college football, but I mean, I, it's just, it, it, it it's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to see college football this popular this year. Cause I know there's a lot of parody and that helps, but I think that the sport is better when, you know, when there is, when there is, is a lot of just really good blue blood teams that are out there competing against each other. And I think, this is a big step towards that. I was happy to see Michigan win this weekend. Oh it's my God! Yeah, John Harbaugh was like, yeah. "I hit the coach another year. <laughs> I yeah. finally made it." <laughs> um, I think that you know when Ohio State is good, when you know when Michigan is good, where when when Clemson is good, when Alabama is good, and like you know, God forbid. And this is one I don't know. I don't want to get too far off topic, but this is one I've been looking at. Do not sleep. Do not sleep on Lane Kiffin throwing them deuces at Ole Miss and taking his ass down to Miami. Oh, no, because they are looking. 
like don't don't sleep on it. Do not sleep on it. I tr- like I think that that fits it. That fits his personality. The bad boys of you know the hurricanes and whatnot with Lane Kiffin's personality, his ability to be able to recruit in 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 in, in South Florida. Mm-hmm. If, if that, I mean, the question becomes: Would Miami commit? to the program, which is pretty much is what held them back for a long time now. Um, but he still, he still has that footprint, that legacy of NFL players. So many of them came from that school. Don't sleep on it. Like don't, cause I just don't think Oxford is big enough for him. Yeah. After a while, he going to get real bored. You know, he's, and let me just say this: after his debauchery, uh, his coaching problems, he's paid his dues and he's worked his way back up. You know, he's Lane Kiffin going to be Lane Kiffin. We all know that he's going to open his mouth. He's going to talk shit and everybody's just going to go as Lane. But has he is he a damn good coach? Absolutely. Right. He um, absolutely is. And I'm here for it. I like the fact that he's interesting. I like the fact that he actually speaks something that's worth listening to. And like I said, I think that fits very well with the culture of Miami. And yeah, I'd like do that. Don't I'd, I'd just say don't sleep. Look out for it. I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised to see that happen. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, like you said just a few seconds ago, oh Oxford, look, you can have good money, but ain't shit in Oxford but you. And Oxford is a is a football town, and you have done them justice. I will give you that. Um, so, I've been to Oxford, and to call it a town is even playing it fast and loose. But <laughs> come out fast and loose. That's not like something I was when I was a young woman, not old fast right. and loose. <laughs> That's playing it real fast and loose with the word. There's nothing there. Ah. There's nothing there. And you know, and he's I mean, he's a young man too. And you know, I don't yeah, I just I honestly I would I, I would not be surprised to see that happen. Well, you know, I you know I'm all about it. Speaking of which, let's just stay while we on the on the soul college football train. You know that's my shit this week because it's been real interesting. Let's yeah. just move on in to our week of college football weekend week. Um, let's start with you know the Death Valley and Ed Rogeron. You know I wish him well, but I I will say. Pimpin, I will give him credit. Pimpin took his girlfriend from his news conference that he is headed to Destin. He don't give a fuck what happens. JoJo <laughs> said, fuck it, I'm done. I won. I beat Jimbo. I'm out. Y'all give me my buyout. They steal me $22 million. I want my coins, and I'm going to Destin. And he, I said, well, all right, coach. Fuck it, yeah. I mean, but. Big I, I ain't. <laughs> and just they said it in the three six years that he's been here plus what he's collected coach o will collect about another good 120 million dollars over what he's done over the six years plus what he's left what he's owed you get what i'm saying Uh 120 million dollars that motherfucker ain't doing nothing the rest of his days yeah i mean like i don't see him i don't see him getting i don't see him getting hired by any um, any big blue butt programs again? Um, you know he may get like, like yeah, like a, well, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disrespect a man like that, but like, 
That bitch not gonna disrespect that man like that. He gonna get. I'm not gonna disrespect that man like that. I was thinking something more along the lines of like you know, so like a Louisville or like you know. Um, oh yeah. Like you know, like a Kentucky, a Purdue. Yeah, something like know, that. You're right. You know, you're right. You're right. Thompson, something like that. Um, but but I you know I think he, he probably will take a little time away and little hiatus. Yeah, he um, did, he uh, he <laughs> earned it. Let him regroup and refresh. Um. Whoa, but today Death Valley pulled off after reading much into it. Because, you know, Brian Kelly is an asshole, but all accounts and all things on every, from The Athletic to uh, The Advocate uh, to ESPN, everybody has given their high five to Scott Woodard, who is our athletic director here in the Bayou Country, for pulling off what I think, in my opinion, is a coup. Um. He said, fuck it. Y'all don't want to give me Lincoln Riley? Watch, I go do this. Right. Well, here's the thing. <clears throat> this this also goes more to my point I was making earlier uh, about, about college football becoming more of a business and finally just accepting that because, you know, if, like historically, you know, Notre Dame used to be viewed as one of these elite programs that, oh, you know, I – I, I, I bleed blue and gold and all that yep. bullshit. Brian Cole, Kelly told us when he took that job. And now he, he's just like, no, I want to go somewhere where I can get players to compete because I mean, let's just look at it. He's done an outstanding job at that school. He's gotten them to two college playoffs. And every time they go, as you've already pointed out, they get Molly by either a SEC team or Clemson. And it's because He's got to deal with academic, you know, academic standards and their admissions office and whatnot de- demanding, you know, they, they actually like, you know, come in with some kind of SAT, SAT score and all that stuff. Where, right. Where these other parts, like with LSU, let's just be real. They're like, fuck it. Can you read? Like, <laughs> look, can you read and write, motherfucker? <laughs> can you read? Like, <laughs> come get this general education like degree and go on. Like, that's right. Like, that's about, it's, right. It's about football, and so I, I'm I'm sure he got tired of having to face these teams, knowing that he had less talent. And let's look at this. Let's look at the facts. I mean, as a young person, I'm a five star recruit. Do I want to go to a school? that is going to expect me to to live up to you know certain academic standards it's fucking no my dumb ass came <laughs> it's right it's fucking cold and there's religious undertones like yep. whereas like I, listen i've seen these recruitment trips <laughs> in the sec mm-hmm. I've seen these girls that they parade in front of them. I've seen it. Like, I know exactly what I've heard the stories. A lot of them, you wouldn't believe it if I told you. Like, it's he, it's finally okay for them to just flat out say, like, yeah, this is what I want. I want to be able to have the players. Like, I want to be able to do that. And it's, and that, and that means, and that is more important than, the traditions of the old guard and whatnot. And I suspect, frankly, as long as Notre Dame continues holding on to the specter of their past and this, you know, they want to stay independent and whatnot. So they don't, they won't be any conference championships. 
like it's 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 not sustainable if either that or they're just gonna have to make peace with the fact that they're gonna be a mediocre program and that's just the way it is Mm -hmm. he said and i they said it the athletic director of notre dame was on tv today and he was like i didn't even make a count offer because we knew that brian was getting restless um because they even said the same thing you don't have the same player echelon that you have here in the south um even though he's gotten players from the south to come there but then again once again we got the you got to do you expect them to read books and shit you you get what i'm saying you i guarantee that every player that he's got from the south notre dame was not their first choice right and he said it best like i have to and when even when he said to today, he was talking briefly because, um, you know, his news conference is tomorrow. But he was saying that, you know, you got to LSU is upper echelon. Um, and I think Brian Kelly will get us back to competing level very fast. Um, because you know, he, especially in Baton Rouge, they don't give a fuck if he can, if he cusses out like oh, no, <laughs> the get two shits. And, right. If he looks mad on the if he looks mad on the sideline and whatnot, because you know that's really because you remember how they started complaining about him, like Brian Kelly at Notre Dame, because yeah, he got pissed off and like he's cursing, he's angry and whatnot. I'm like, do you ever see these coaches in the SEC? <laughs> Them motherfuckers were on there cussing. Nick Saban was about to get about to hang his whole team. Nick Saban was about to fillet somebody on that damn side. <laughs> <laughs> but you worry about what it looks like on your because he said, and they were saying that you know Notre Dame is on on NBC. They every game, no matter who they play. Ellis don't give a fuck about that. We can you win these games, pimping? Yeah, right. <laughs> Here go ninety five million dollars for over the next ten years. Go do something. Like, and he went to work. You know, it's the same thing for, and just completely off top, it's the same thing for Kim Mulkey, the women's basketball coach. Yeah. They gave that ass $40 million over five years. Again, it's that, and remember, she ran Baylor to the top, baby. There was no, I'm just saying, you think motherfuckers in the South care about yo, you cussing and clowning and motherfuckers reading books and making A's? Granted, it'll be great y'all graduate. That's awesome. That is great. But that is not first priority. Not here. I, and I know that. I know it well. Even Tulane. It's just, yeah. it's something about that in the South. So Brian Kelly, I, you know, after listening to it today and kind of reading up, you know, Damn good hire to me. Uh, Scott Wood did his thing. He was like, "Fuck it, y'all don't want to give me Lincoln Riley? I'm gonna, be, I'll be right back." Y'all like, like Swag Daddy say, "Y'all hold this cup right here. I'll be right back. Give me, give me okay. two hours." Okay, <laughs> that's not what they were talking about today. Um, there are 32 NFL head coaches. Brian Kelly and Lincoln Riley now make more money than 26 of them. I'm sure. I mean. If this ain't a business, then I don't know what is. And and I guarantee you, I guarantee you, Scott gonna give gave Brian carte blanche to do this is your team. However, you see fit to run this motherfucker, just get us another natural. Because let's be realistic. Nick Saban, Les Miles, Ed Ogeron, the last three coaches that have ran their ass down the Death Valley have gotten that team a national championship. Yeah, that's true. So you mean and 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 out of all those times, Brian Kelly been running his ass around in Notre Dame for twelve years, and you ain't got one. 
So his thinking was, and yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, everybody, and those that listen, correct me if I'm wrong. If I'm Brian Kelly, I'm thinking to myself, well, wait a fucking minute. I can go down to the South, live good. Now, keep in mind, I can live good. I don't have to worry about certain shit. They got the facilities. You get what I'm saying? Because they do. They got the facilities. They are brand spanking fucking new. Death Valley is a stadium to behold. Trust me, I, we've been in it. Um, Scott Scott will spend money. You get what I'm saying? So, and I get to recruit my players, and I and I'm get and I probably will win a national championship. I'm out. You get what I'm saying? It's, it's you got to spend like listen. You got to spend. For you got you got me at. You know how cold it is in South Bend, and then you got to d- deal with like okay, I- I'm 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 going to step lightly on this one, just you know. But you know this 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 Catholic stuff, and they're trying <laughs> to get these boys to be celibate and like all this. Uh, no, no, thank you. Like I'm sorry. <laughs> Even when his wife and daughter got off that plane today, bitch, it, and it was warmer than Louisiana. I guess they said, well, they was all in a good purple and gold and shit. I don't blame them. I don't. They probably had they probably handed that bitch a cup of gumbo and a beer. So she was right <laughs> here, girl. Go yeah, have some bourbon here. I'm sure they're in New Orleans because they got a press conference. I'm sure they're in New Orleans somewhere today, tonight, having a grand old dinner. So, right. <laughs> big ups to Brian Kelly. Um, Notre Dame, I'm sorry about it. Um, but I, I don't blame him. Um, but the CFPs came out today, sis. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. I, I, I want to... I, I, uh, what's Cincinnati, on your mind? Huh? What's on your mind? Uh, all uh, right. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I see. Uh, it's. Uh, uh, I uh, see them. Jim Cleet. You're right. We. I'm in the same. I have. To, listen. So. Um, I, let's just before we get to it, down, n- number one okay. is Georgia. Number two okay. is Michigan. Number three is Alabama. Number four is Cincinnati. Number five is Oklahoma State. Number six is Notre Dame. Um, mm. uh, 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 uh. So here's the thing. Here's the thing from what I'm seeing to watch out for. And I think it may happen. This weekend will be that tail test. Yes. Because <clears throat> the way I see it is – First of all, let me back up. Oklahoma State looked damn good against Oklahoma. That defense they have, which is a saying a lot coming out of the Big 12, is for real. Mm-hmm. And they are positioned, if they beat Baylor this weekend, I think they will jump Cincinnati. I think that they will completely jump Cincinnati. Cincinnati is going to need either Michigan to lose to Iowa, which that would totally be the biggest Big Ten thing ever. (laughs) That that would be so Big Ten. I have no worries for it. I would just like, (laughs) I would start next week, next week's podcast with the big ass cackle and be like, well, Jim, they gave you the rope and you hung yourself with it because you back in the hot seat. <laughs> okay. If they fuck around and lose the aisle, which I do, like I said, I, it, it's do not, 
do not put it out the realm of possibility, but you know, I don't know. It's going to be like 43 punts in that game and like, ugh, it's, it's going to be boring, but either way, back to my point, Cincinnati's going to need either Michigan to lose mm-hmm. or they're going to need Alabama to not only lose, but Alabama needs to lose bad. Like, they need to be completely outclassed by Georgia because I still think that if if Alabama is if they lose in a close game where they play Georgia like real tight and Oklahoma State beats Baylor, I think there is a very good chance that the committee will put in Georgia, Michigan, Alabama, and Oklahoma State for the final four. And I think that if we're being fair, I think that's representative of the four best teams in the country. Yeah, I just I don't, and I'm going to say this again, I, and y'all know me all year long, whether it's college or pro, I'm always with that underdog shit. I'm not with it this time. Because I do not. <laughs> I repeat. Hello. I do not want to see Cincinnati rolling with Alabama and we watching a 70-3 to three ball game. I just don't want to see that. Well, they, if they ever got in, it'd be as a four seed. So we, then we got to watch them get completely boat raced, monkey stomped, donkey punched by like Georgia. Like drag by Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> like Susan slapped. Like... <laughs> I'm just... Uh, it would just be like, bitch, what the fuck is this? Like, get this out. Get... get... What, like, and if anybody, and, and, and come at me, I know we had a question from a friend from Cincinnati. Like, sis, I, I encourage you to give me your thoughts on this, but let's be honest. Like, just be honest with yourself for real. Cincinnati and Georgia in the first round of college football playoff, just, 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 just say it out loud. <laughs> Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. I just, look, I'm, you know my... <laughs> First of all, I'm saying what the fuck. I'm like, and I'm a, I'm gonna watch the first quarter, and it's gonna turn out to be 35 to zero, and it's just gonna be like pitch and catch. And I'm just gonna like, and I'm gonna watch, and I'm gonna go, okay, Saints. So what we doing? Just what we mm-hmm. doing? Huh? Mm-hmm. Stay in your lane and just this ain't for you. Like, and I get it. Once it expands, y'all do y'all thing. I mean, fuck it. If seven teams get in and you number seven, roll out. But not yeah. when you're running into the likes of that train known as Georgia. Fuck it. Or, you know, and I, it will never happen. Y'all get past, for whatever reason, y'all get past Georgia. Snow, hell and froze over. Okay, fine. We'll work that. Okay, fine. Let's just say y'all do. Y'all running Alabama or Michigan. You can get, it's, it's one of those things where I know it's just not going to end well, but y'all want to be in the conversation. Y'all have been all season. Congratulations. But this ain't what you want. You get what I'm saying? That's kind of where I'm going with that. The only way that I would be, the only way that I would finally be like, fine, fuck it. You can sit with us. (laughs) If Michigan, Alabama, and Oklahoma State all lose this weekend, then I'll finally be like, all right, just let them come play. I guess you know I'll sit through I'll sit through that game you know I'll I'll just drink through it and whatever and 
buy something on Amazon. I don't know. Like, <laughs> right? I'm just like, I don't, I just don't have it. I'll go play my, like play on my phone or something. Right. <laughs> I'm not watching that game. Right. <laughs> There's no desire for me to do any of that. So, listen, so Oklahoma State, when they go running into Baylor, you know, um, Conference Championship Week will be fun to watch because it'll be a lot. The game that I'll be attending to, um, you know, I got shit to do on Saturday, but I, that game will be on is the Alabama-Georgia game, and it's at 3 o'clock my time, I think. Yeah, it's going to be – I think I think, I think think anybody that's a college football fan will be tuned in for that game. Like, yeah. That's, I mean, we we frankly have been waiting for this matchup all year um it's some i mean i you know the whole uh nick saban never getting beaten by any of his assistants cherry has been popped so that's not as much of a story but it's just let's let's just see what happens i think i'm going to take off my fan hat for a couple seconds why (laughs) i'm gonna take off my fan hat for a couple seconds I don't think it's a bad thing for, for, for college football if Georgia wins that game. Um, I don't I, – I, it's going to be it, – it just really depends on, like, which Alabama offense shows up to play. And, you know, I just don't know. The talent is there. Yeah, I don't Georgia's, – uh, Georgia's offense has not been overwhelming or something like – I, I, as of the last few games, they've looked good, but they've not been considered overwhelming all season. Um, so, but it's just, it's just that defense is just undeniable. I mean, yeah, got, it is. That NFL players across old. the board on it, right. So it's just like, what's, you know, is, uh, will they be able to generate enough offense? Because let's, you know, Alabama's defense played fairly well against Auburn. It wasn't they the did. It wasn't defense that was issued, um, but if that same offense shows up, oh, they're gonna get mauled. <laughs> if Trey Young is back there running for his life the same way that uh, get like because Georgia's Georgia's pass rush is even way better than Auburn's, like it's gonna be it's, it's they're gonna get mauled. Like, uh, but again, there's also those moments of is it the same offense that showed up against Ole Miss? Yes, yeah. it, it it it's it, I it, think it it's, very well depends. It very well depends on who shows up, but I do think that that Georgia is rightfully favored uh, heavily in this game, and um, and I don't. It's not one that I want to bet. I just put it like that. Oh no, 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 no! Because it's going to turn into, in my opinion, though, it will turn into a tussle. It's going to be. <laughs> it may even turn into one of those games of whoever has the ball last. Mm-hmm. Now, let's whoever has the ball last, whoever creates a turnover, something along those lines. Maybe right. with special teams. Maybe with special teams. Make him down to a special teams play, which yeah. Georgia's been very good at this year again. Um, so, yeah, it's gonna be. It, it's gonna be. It's. It, I, I think it's gonna be fun, regardless. Um, I think it's gonna be interesting. Uh, but I, it just, I don't know. I, 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 I'm not Let me ask you a question. 
So, yeah. and I'm sure our, our fans know my, t- I have no, you know, we're going to the independence bowl in Shreveport. We're going to waste some gas from straight, <laughs> but um, it, two things. Are you nervous about this game? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I have a horrible feeling about this game. Like, I put like this. I, I have not walked into a game against Georgia since I've been a fan where I was like, no, it was that one where, you know, uh, when, it, when uh, Georgia did that blackout game and yeah. Alabama went to play and, and play them in Athens and it was all this talk. Like, okay, this is it. This is a changing of the guard. And Alabama went in there and whooped their ass. This is not like that time. <laughs> that was the last time I felt nervous. Like uh, going, and I think that would have been like what two thousand nine. Yeah, I think it was like two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Yeah, yeah, something around there. Um, uh, no, not only am I nervous, I frankly have already prepared myself for them to lose this game because let's just be. You know what it reminds me of um, that incredible team. Uh, with Ed Algeron and LSU. And when, when Alabama went to that game, I was like, yeah, there's no reason the Alabama should win this game. <laughs> 2019, I, yeah. Yeah, I just, I just knew it. Like, there's, there's no reason the Alabama should win this game. And, you know, I'm just going to be honest about it. Like, you know, if, if they, they play as lackadaisical as they played um, last week and, of course, over the last few weeks, um. I would be nervous as well. I, and I frankly am. Because um, usually when you go into a game like the SEC championship, um, and if they were facing the likes of Florida and maybe Georgia on their off year, you'd be like, Alabama's got this. And I'm 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 with you. I don't I, I can't say a hundred percent show they go in and and whip that ass. You get what I'm saying? Um, no, I, I would I I I'm just hoping <laughs> that they pull out a close one. I don't think whooping ass is the option. <laughs> that means I don't think whooping ass is the option. It's, I don't think whooping ass is the option. I just hope that they honestly, I like honestly, like I think that if they were to do it, it'd be a very similar game they played this weekend. I think it'd be something they had to pull out late. I think it'd take some some heroics from from Bryce Young. Um, somebody's gonna have to make a play, maybe a turnover or something of that nature. But they're not going to go in there and 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 exert any dominance over their team. They just nobody's going to do that against Georgia. And you know, we talked about this. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I forget which week it was when you know Arkansas was all the hype. And, oh yeah. And they, we were hoping that they would make that a game. And then Arkansas just goes in there trying to run the ball up the middle, and it's like coach was like, "All right, well, fuck it." Nobody else is gonna be has been able to run the ball against Georgia, but I'm going to do it. It's like, no, you're not. Nobody is. Like, nobody is going to do that. Now, that being said, the only wild card that we have right now is the fact that Nick Saban is very formidable when you give him time to game plan and put together a strategy for a game in a neutral site. He is very difficult to beat, and that is really going to make the difference here. Nick Saban is going to put something together. Can they execute it? If they can, we'll see a good game. But 
Nick Saban is dangerous when you give him time to prepare. When you give him that. time, I will when give you, you that. Give him yes. time to prepare, he's dangerous. When you get look, when you give Big Pimpin time, it's you look, it's going down. And I kind of feel like I kind of feel like maybe they look past Auburn a little bit this past weekend. I mm, Bill said that too, because you know, and and I will say Bill is one of those. You know, he was going and he was ready, honey, and then shit went left. Uh, <laughs> shit went left. My poor, my poor boyfriend, Jesus, screaming and shit at the TV, and nothing happened. Why the fuck did wait? And y'all, really quickly, as we all know, Bill is a heart. He loves Auburn. He loves him to death. Um. Of course, grew up in Alabama, but is not a Crimson Tide fan. But this weekend, uh, for the last for Saturday, Sunday and Monday, when folk asked about the game, because they, I guess, everybody in Louisiana was rooting to have Alabama fall short. Um, but everybody had that same sentence. And Bill's one statement was, Why the fuck did he just fall down? <laughs> <laughs> Like, Bill was just like, I don't understand. All you had to do was think about, like, I watch sports. Like, I I know I watch sports. But this particular game, Bill was in it. Like, he, you thought he had a million dollars on it. Because he was like, <laughs> fuck it. All you had to do was just go down. If you stayed in bounds, game was damn near over. Fuck it. You just, you left him with, like, 20, 25 seconds. No, you want to run your stupid ass out of bounds. I'm like, it, I, okay, I get it. I, all right. So, I completely understand uh, in that realm. My second question to you, though, is if they lose, do you think they make the CFPs? Say it one more time. I said, if Alabama loses, do you think they make the CFPs? Um, short answer, no. But the caveat being, If it is a really tight game, and we're talking about like, you know, overtime, last second drive, heroics, give Georgia every single single thing they got. Georgia has to like dump it all on the field to win. It's extremely competitive. Then... Yes, I do think that there is that, that that they will get in, especially if now if they get some help from Michigan, if Michigan happens to lose from Iowa, lose to Iowa too, absolutely. But you know, Michigan wins, Cincinnati wins, Oklahoma State wins. They're going to have to make a very compelling showing. Um, but even then, I'm, I it, it's. It's it's a it's it's a difficult ask um, to put a two a two loss team in above Notre Dame if Oklahoma State wins uh, undefeated Cincinnati you know a one loss Michigan if they win I, I, yeah it's just it's just I think that there is. With Notre Dame sitting out there and, and lurking, even though I mean they they've got this game against Stanford, that's not going to help them at all. Um, but yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. Like I said, it would it would have to be a very very compelling showing 
at the game and they still lose for that to happen. And mm-hmm. when I tell you, when I tell you, if that happens, it's going to be a bunch of pissed off college football fans. They, I mean, pissed. <laughs> They're going to be upset. Like, if that happens, there's going to be all kinds of talks about, you know, bias and blah, 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 and all that bullshit. But, um, um, I don't. I honestly, I don't. I don't. I don't think that they would get in. And and, and to be honest with you, if if they're a two loss team at that point, and depending on how everything else works out, but for the most part, honestly, feel like they probably don't deserve to get in, especially if the contingency of all those other teams win their games, because that would require you to put them in over two loss, uh, two one loss teams. <clears throat> And undefeated, and prospectively undefeated Cincinnati, and that's a tough ask. Yeah, and then if you and if if you do let them in, and you don't, and Cincinnati just goes in because they play Houston, I think this week. Yeah, they play Houston in um with American Conference Championship. Yeah, if you do and you don't, well, I was going to say if you don't let them. And that one loss, Houston, not one loss, Cincinnati, and then um, Oklahoma State somehow beats Baylor and all that. I was looking at some of the preferences, you know, today on ESPN. But if you do, then you then you pose another problem because it's like, oh, so you're just letting them in just because. You get what I'm saying? Sure, the right. schedule states something different. But, you know, because, you know, I as much as I love y'all and it's always they say, well, Alabama didn't play nobody, you know, and the ones that they did play, they barely got out of Dodge. You get what I'm saying? Well, I mean, I think I mean, I think that's a that's a tough argument to make when you play SEC schedule regardless. But also and this is and this is the reason why I'm not a big fan of the football playoff expansion. One, because I don't give a fuck about that that underdog bullshit. That's not my thing. Like, I don't care. Um, Secondly, even though these games aren't considered football playoff games, what what I like about college football is every game feels like a a playoff game. And so I honestly would look at it as like, all right, well – Georgia, that, like this game, I'm treating this game like it's a playoff game. And if they lose, it's like, okay, well, you lost the playoff game. You're out. Mm-hmm. So I frankly would not be offended if that if that were to happen. This is different than that one year where it was just like, you know, okay, a one-loss Alabama lost in the SEC championship and they put them both in. This is not that case. And I, I, I just highly doubt that – I highly doubt that they wouldn't put in a one-loss Notre Dame over a two-loss Alabama at that point. They certainly would put in a one-loss Oklahoma over Alabama at that point. Um, and the question becomes, you know, what happens with Cincinnati? But I just – I think when you've got – when you have the specter of a one-loss Notre Dame and a one-loss Oklahoma State to reconcile with a two-loss Alabama that had their shot to knock off the number one team and they couldn't, I don't see any reason to put them in. Yeah. I just, you know, it was, you know, that poses a question. You're like, shit, so do we, don't we? Um, Yeah, I don't think they will. <clears throat> I don't think they will. Now, Cincinnati, I know they're looking at the side of their eye at Oklahoma State like, ugh. <laughs> right? <laughs> they're looking like, they're looking like, okay. 
like, damn it. Do we look, do we have to? Right. So the question, the question becomes for me, what, what I, what I think would happen if again, just going off the premise that Michigan and Oklahoma state win the games are supposed to win because they're both heavy, you know, heavy favorites, Michigan's a heavy favorite, Iowa, Oklahoma state's a heavy favorite. Well, not heavy, but he, their favorite over Baylor. Um, I think that they would leave Michigan where they are. I think they would just have Oklahoma jump and be a number three and put Alabama at probably six. And only because Cincinnati and Notre Dame have already played and Notre Dame lost their head to head, they may let Cincinnati in. Huh. May. May. And that's only because that's only because the the team at number five looking in would be a team that Cincinnati has already played and beaten. True. Huh. I can see that. What's the other one that I'm missing this week? Oklahoma State, Baylor, which I think Oklahoma. Uh, I think David Rand and them can pull it out. I ain't gonna even front. What, Baylor? Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me at all. I just, um, I just I, I mean, Oklahoma State is clearly the better team. I mean, they just, they're peaking at the right time. They look real. Like, I, I would honestly, and I mean, I would honestly be very curious. I would be interested to see them play Georgia. Oh, yeah. I'd be very interested to see that, but I'm telling you, I think that's what's going to happen. I think if, if 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 all the other teams win the games they're supposed to win, and Alabama loses, I think they'll put Oklahoma State at number three, and I think we'd be looking at a Georgia at number one, Michigan at number two, Oklahoma State at number three, and Cincinnati inking in at number four only because they've got that one loss, they've got that win over Notre Dame. That's what I think would happen. Well, we're only one week away. When does they start right before Christmas, don't they? Uh, no, I think they I think the games are New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. I think two of them are. Yeah, because the championship game is the third or the fourth. You're right. Right. Like, so I think, yeah, I think they're they're. Yeah, they're New Year's, like yeah, there's two of them New Year's Eve and, and New Year's Day or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I was like, wait, it's gotta be something. No, I think they're both New Year's Day. I think they're both New Year's Day games. Well, it's gonna be fun to watch this weekend. Where you watching the game up? So, you know, I got to work, so I'll be watching it. Oh, shit. (laughs) You got to be a working woman. Sorry, sis. I'll be at work watching it at the office looking crazy. That bitch said looking crazy. Like Uh I just lost my best friend. (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, they'll probably, I mean, they'll. You know, they can show it. Yeah, no, no, they'll all be there watching with me. Like, because everybody, I mean, nobody's going to be excited about having to be there, you know, for work. Um, So. Right. Well, I'm trying to look at the bowl schedule right now. 
see how this stacks up because I don't know who I don't know who's hosting the uh, playoff games this year. Bowl, football bowl schedule. Okay, here we go. Okay, so oh wow, that's interesting. They're doing the championship in Houston. Oh, they are. Okay, national championships on the tenth. I'm sorry, is in Indianapolis. It's in a um, Lucas Oil Field. Um, so the first play, yeah, they're both the play. Okay, so the playoff games are on New Year's Eve, and they're playing in the Cotton Bowl in Arlington, Texas, uh, being Jerry's World, and they're playing down in Miami. The other two. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Nice. Um, well, it's going to be a fun week. Um, well, it is definitely time. Ugh, the fucking NFL. <laughs> I hate to say it that way, but they've given my blood pressure a rise. I've cussed. I've clowned. I've even prayed. And certain okay. things have happened. Some of the shit that I wanted happened, you know, except okay. for Seattle losing to Washington. Um, but my God, we are now in week 13, I think, this week. Week 13 or 14. It feels so long because we have 17 weeks. It really, really feels real goddamn long. It has. And it's we- also been because college football has been so interesting this year. So I feel like we've talked more college football this season than not even close to last year. Exactly. Um, you know, well, last year there was no fans and there wasn't all this bullshit happening. Uh, <laughs> we are now entering week 13, to be exact, of the NFL regular season. Um, and oh, what a season it has been. Um, we've learned some things. Um, I'll start. Uh, ben Rotlisberger needs to be fired. Um, he is immobile. He's fat. And it's time. <laughs> That's I, don't know why. I just need to write a letter to the Rooney family and just tell them if you listen to my podcast and you would have known. <laughs> I, I could have told you so. I told you two years ago that Ben Roethlisberger was washed and you fucked your whole season the moment that you decided to listen to him and gave gave him that extension. I feel like I feel like when he like runs, you see like screws and sprockets and shit flying all over the place. Like man losing his screws. Like, <laughs> like every time he gets tackled, they they cut the, they cut the cameras so or something like around there with a can of oil and like, <laughs> like lube him up and pull pull a, a a crane out to get his big ass off the ground. That part. <laughs> that part. I watched him play the Cincinnati Bengals when they got their asses whooped. And I do mean whooped. And do y'all want to know what I say whooped? They got their asses beat 41 to 10. Mm-hmm. And Ben Roethlisberger looked like something off of the clumps. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not lying when I say that. <laughs> The clock. <laughs> it just was big and it was just it looked like he was tired. It probably was. I, I, that's I, that probably not a, a false statement. It just looked like Big Ben 
It's Big Ben for real, and not in the Big Ben sense of I'm one of the best. He will go down as a Hall of Fame quarterback. Great. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback, yeah. I think so, first ballot. Right. Um, but he his just, heyday? Just... <laughs> Look, his heyday? <laughs> that shit is over with. I just, I mean, I don't, I, I, is he about to pull a Brett Favre? you know i don't i don't like if they uh, they've got I, i'll put like this you know what let me not even put it that way well if i were to say they've got decisions to make i change that they've already made the wrong decision now it's time for them to pick they up the pieces. yeah they got to pick up the pieces like it's yeah, it's it's it, it's bad. It's just it's just it, I there, I just know and and I've been a, I've been a Ben Roethlisberger fan, but I've always just told he never committed to his body. He never committed to. Uh, there is no muscle on Big Ben. None. <laughs> he looked like a pothead. I'm just I'm done. I'm sorry. Like your team, your team depends. And the one thing that I do, and I get, I mean, I guess because Sean stuck by Trevor for fucking four weeks, and you see how that turned out. I mean, that's that's a bit different. Um, Mike Tomlin is sitting by, is standing by this man. And I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm that I'm going to disagree with. I don't think it was him. I think it was that ownership being. Being loyal to Ben okay. Roethlisberger right. based yeah. on what he did in the past, they, they they but they have they don't look at it. What have you done done for me lately? And I think it's completely okay to move on, do his ceremony, move on, Martha, move on, do the do his ceremony, retire his number, do the fanfare, do the pomp and circumstance. They go put that horse you, out the pasture. Okay, like yeah, let him go stud somewhere. <laughs> let him let him go like go on to glory and march out, you know, like raising his fist and whatnot. But it ain't gonna be during a win. Like this is, you know, it's uh, and they've got offensive weapons and they've got, but it's like you know, at this point, their teams are doing the same thing they did to uh, Peyton Manning that year that he won that Super Bowl with the Denver Broncos. Literally, all they're playing is a press man cover two. They're loading the box and they're daring him. I mean, absolutely daring him to throw it over the head, and he physically can do it. And instead of like, okay, let's establish the run. Let's just play. Let's just play this type of football and not ask too much of Ben. Like, no, they want to have him drop back and throw 24, 25 times a game. You're never going to win that way. Not with him. You know, I have to. I have to chuckle myself because I know in Mike's head, Mike in his head going, this motherfucker. <laughs> I'm, sure. I'm sure. And you know, you know, Mike Tom, like, you know, he don't hold, he don't hold nothing back. I'm pretty sure there's been plenty of times that he closed the door. He was like, if you don't pack your shit, you. <laughs> listen, you take one more private meeting with the Rudy family. Let me tell you what I'm going to do. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, dog, y'all, this, y'all, y'all got jokes. Y'all got jokes. I know y'all do. Look, I know y'all do. Somebody, some I'm being punked on watching the Steelers. I know I am. I got yeah. an NFL Sunday ticket for a reason. I had to change the TV screen to make my nerves bad. Um, speaking of making my nerves bad, also, Cam Newton has returned, and the Cam, the Cam Newton of old. <laughs> Cam Newton looks just like Ben Roethlisberger. 
Right. He had the worst quarterback rating, period, in 50 yes. years. A 2.8. And he looks, he looks, he looks slow. He looks like he's lumbering. Like not lumbering. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so I could resist. <laughs> ah! It's like this lumbering, like oh, like this, like <laughs> like it's 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 painful to watch, but it just is what it is. I mean, and it's like it's 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 what the league has done to his body and the way that he plays, mm. and it just wasn't sustainable. And it's just time for him to hang it up. He's just not that player anymore, and he's not gonna be. And he does it. He never committed to learning how to play a different way. Um, and it's just really nothing I can say about it. Like you know, what makes me do this? You know, but what I think about this, it makes me fear for Lamar Jackson because how long? Absolutely. Is this, how long is this gonna last for him? Mm-hmm. Because we've Cause seen he, like, he we, still looks we, good, but if you watch him this past week, he doesn't look the same either. He's also 21, ain't he? 21, 22 years old? Yeah, 22. 22. He's young. And, and so, yeah, yeah, he's got it now. But this is not, that's not sustainable. And you look at Cam Newton and he is, like, he should, and Cam Newton is huge. Ain't my dear big. I watched him play, and you know, you know, all that hoop line circumstance, he was screaming in the television screen. Uh, I'm back. Well, they showed Satcher ass real quick this week. And thanks. I mean, I mention, even watching that play, I was like, you still look slow. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's what I was thinking. That's the first thing I was thinking. Like, oh, he looks slow. Like, he's just big. Like, he's a fullback. <laughs> yeah. I, um, and like you lost, you let the Dolphins smack. You know, Carolina let the Dolphins smack that ass. But I think your your picture that you sent me a few weeks back it should be a meme now. And we're gonna make it so. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is on injury reserve and out for the season. Are we surprised, shocked, or well, not really? Not really, not at all. I mean, and I hate it for him just because he's sexy. But like, he's sexy and short. <laughs> he's patching fruit eating size. He just he's okay. Real, he's a pocket homo, honey. <laughs> your pocket homo, but he out again. But, but he so sexy. <laughs> but then they said, and then Matt Rule. I said, you just want your job to be fired. He said, well, Cam is still um going to compete for the job in 2022. I said, so you just want to get fired. <laughs> You you just don't want the job, do you? That's fine. I can't, I can't even take that seriously, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, you got Sam Donald and Cam Newton. I don't know what you was thinking. I can't even take that seriously. But that's what he said. I'm I, not lying to you when I tell you that. That's that's the truth. Um, let me ask you this. So, because this he this can't is come to I, New Orleans. Talk child, please. Um, <laughs> we got enough, look. We had enough lousy motherfuckers throwing the ball this year. <laughs> nah. no, you will not see you. Cam Newton will not be a starting quarterback in the NFL after this year. He'd be lucky if he's a if he's a backup, and that's just the real. And and there's nothing wrong with that. He's had a great career. He's been an MVP. He's played in the Super Bowl. There's nothing wrong with any of that. Like, but this is the end of the road for him. Um, however, what I was gonna say is. Is it just me? Are are the New England Patriots quietly the best team in the NFC? Right? I mean, the AFC, the AFC. 
uh, are they quietly the best team in the AFC? I'm like, wait, is anybody else seeing seeing this? Like, I watch Mac Jones and them boys come together. They talked about them on CBS this past Sunday. Watching them come together is quietly deadly scary in a good way. Because Mac Jones is holding his own. Well, I mean, I, it's, you look at... And that so defense at, is something to be looked at. Right, and that's what I was going to say. You look at the things that they check the boxes on. Like, you know, they've got an outstanding defense, a consistent pass rush. They play good special teams. Right. And Mac Jones does not make the big mistake. He doesn't no, turn he does off not. He doesn't make the mistake. The only thing they're missing is an over-the-top threat. Somebody that can take the top off of defense, a deep threat. That's the only thing they're missing. Some kind of elite talent, skill player on the outside. But other than that, I mean, they look like a pretty complete, disciplined, efficient football team. And I don't think anybody wants to run into them right now in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Look, I wouldn't. Because um, they look damn good, and and but you know what? The Monday night game this week is the Patriots and the Bills. It's going to be a hell of a game. Well, I mean, I don't know what the hell's going on with the Bills. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, they did okay. Yeah, they had this win against you know, the Saints, but they, they lost they, to Davis White, right? But the week before that, they got the smacked in the mouth by was it Jacksonville? No, um, who was it? They got beat thirty-one to somebody. The week before that, hold on a second, because the week we before that they got that it. ass beat. Because uh, uh, yeah, because we were just talking about it when I was like, you know what, we don't know shit. The Colts and the Jaguars, yeah. they lost the Jaguars, Jaguars and the Colts. So I don't, <laughs> I don't think even looking at him against the Saints. I mean, granted, it. It's the Saints. I'm not, as I said again, I love my boys in black and gold, um, whatever the fuck. We had 14 starters out, so we weren't expected to win that game anyway. So you were going to whip our ass one way or the other. Um, but watching them get bowled over by, just even just get beat by field goals by the Jaguars and then the Colts, like the Colts are good. Like they kept up with Tom Brady and them this past week. But the Bills don't look the same to me. Mm-mm. Something is off. Something's not clicking. And Josh well, Allen is still a bull. He's still a beast. But it still seems like, okay, we got it one week, and then we're going to fall off for the next two. Well, if you keep falling the fuck off over the next two to three weeks, you're going to fall right out the playoffs because the Patriots are on that ass. Well, it's, you know, the bigger issue, if you know, the, the way I see it is if y'all mess around and you let New England get home field advantage and a bye going into the playoffs. And you know what happens when the road to the Super Bowl has to go through Gillette Stadium. Mm-hmm. It, usually works, it usually works out for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's, 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 it, 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 it's a scary prospect, but it, it, I mean, they look, it they could look happen. Like a team. They really do. Let's take a look at who they so you said they got the Bills next. There's the Bills next on Monday Night Football. They got the Bills next, and then let's see who, who's after that. And then that. after that, the Patriots roll into town to take on the oh, – and they got the Jaguars and the Dolphins. I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> they, they, yeah. They, okay, so they do have a test. All right, so they're next they're – next, I'm looking – all right. So they, they got – oh, they play the Bills again. Oh, so this would be interesting. 
So they got the Bills on Monday Night Football. Then they go into the Colts in Indianapolis, and that's not going. That's not going to be a pushover game. Um, then they play a Bills again at home, and then they finish the season against the Jaguars and Dolphins. So worst case scenario, you know, I, in worst case scenarios, they go three and two through that stretch. Um, if they come out, they come out as what two and two. They still end the season well with ten and seven. I it just yeah, it, they're they're in a good spot. They're gonna they're gonna be a playoff team. Maybe not, and maybe if they don't even get the buy, you know, the home field advantage. I, but it's it's we'll they see. They look good. They, they look. I mean, they look good. They look good. Um, but speaking of which, too, though, again, who think I'd be saying this? You know, the, the you know two months ago, but I got to eat crow a little bit on this one because the Packers look like the best team in the NFC. They when do. I, I will give Aaron Rodgers his, his, his hand clap. Um, let a wave of wand around, sprinkle some glitter. Um, yeah. <laughs> let him look, sprinkle some glitter because she looks good. Um, hey, you got to give it up to the Queen of Shade. Gotcha. Yeah, she's showing that. Gotcha. Look, she's giving us a her fuck you tour, I, and this okay. is what it is. <laughs> Just fuck everybody. Just don't worry about it. Fuck you. <laughs> Every time she throw a touchdown, it's fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. More importantly, Green Bay Packers, fuck you. Um, so they do. Um, they're clicking on all cylinders, which um, they should. They definitely should. Um, I'm excited to see they take on – who do they play this week? Um, week third – yeah. The Packers will roll into – are they going on a bye, I believe? They are on a bye this week. That's so they get bye. a rest, and I then they yeah, come back they and they go to the Bears. The Bears. Well, I mean, look at that. Look at that. <laughs> I mean, they do. It looks like they have an interesting one against the Ravens the week after that. Yeah, the Ravens are good. Um, so I, I do think that uh, the Rams, which had – did you hear – that Matthew Stanford and I mean the Rams are still d- good. Um, great. I'm a hold off on that right now, and here's why. Um, Matthew Stafford, I did not know, is playing with three separate injury, injury injuries. Excuse me. Um, and their defense is banged up. Um, yeah. So it makes me a little nervous. I know they'll make the playoffs, but it still makes me a little nervous because they went, you know, Odell Beckham's first game. Which was in San Francisco, Jimmy Garoppolo. God have mercy, that child is still fine. Um, we just made, me, just made me smile. Um, San Francisco went in there and Molly whopped that ass one good time. Uh, and then they came back and the Rams um, barely got out of their their last week's game, too. So it makes me a little nervous that Odell got caught his first touchdown. Congrats to him. But that they still looking at them right now, and I, I'm, I'm going to going to just attest it to you know Matt Stafford is not at a hundred percent I do want him in the playoffs he deserves it um he just doesn't look they don't look the same so the the train is not off the track but it's not clicking right now um so it's the Green Bay Packers right now in Tampa Bay and if if I had my druthers right now and if you pit them two together I'm going with Green Bay of course um 
Yeah, I think so. I, I need to see. I did. I need to see them pull it together. I if there's any team that I, that I could see doing it, it would be them, though. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I don't. I don't think they're panicked or worried at all. To be honest with you, no, not at all. Um, yeah. But oh, a little bit down the hill. If we go a little further down the hill, we have the bottom of the. And when I say the bottom, children, I don't mean. I well, I technically do mean the bottom because I've been. We've been waiting to talk about this for a moment. Oh, them Cleveland Browns and that Baker Mayfield. <laughs> oh, Baker. Oh, Baker. So I'm, I'm going to let my sister do this one because she's been yeah, hurting up for two weeks. Because I'm going to tell you right now, let me tell you something. To you and to our, our sporties, our listeners, and anybody within the sound of my voice, please let it be known that this will be the last time <laughs> and this NFL season that I speak about Baker Mayfield because I am sick and tired of seeing his goddamn State Farm commercials and I don't want to be at home with Baker Mayfield anymore. I, I really don't. I really wish they would just get evicted. Right. I'm tired of folks not listening to me. I've been, I told y'all, I put him on the touch, crash test dummy list how many weeks ago now? Like and three or four. Yeah, and at this point, like, I do understand it's because he's hurt. For the life of me, I do understand what were y'all thinking putting him out there to play this game. He is clearly really injured, like, like really injured. He looked awful. He looked – He, I mean, he's, he's in pain. He uh, He just – uh, you say so you, uh, you want to go put him against a tenacious defense, a physical rival opponent. And I know that he wants to play and I know that he like he's tough and whatever, but there is no reason in hell that he should have been in that game against the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, none at all. None at all. None. And then not to mention that they go right back and play them again. Like, and well, they get a bye, but they still they go right back and play them again. It's gonna be in Cleveland this time. But still, then they got the Raiders, then they got Green Bay, then they got the Packers, then they got the Bengals. All of those are losable games for them. Mm-hmm. Like, and for life of me, you don't get, you don't get, I, I mean, frankly, we've already seen it. You get just as much or very uh, analogous production from Case Keenum. They're the same player. Put Case Keenum in and do your best and try to, re- like, try to do something with this season. But Baker Mayfield, and, and I believe that they've already made the decision. They're not going to pay him. And it, like I said, they'd be damn fools to pay him. If they like, do, they need the ass whip. They, Baker's sorry, no longer the answer. Look, Baker's no longer the answer in Cleveland. He was never the answer. That was the part that was irking me. He was never the answer. And he's always, like, his, uh, Lord. I just, I, trash. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> trash. Just lots of it to me. Um, watching him, I just was going, why, 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 and why? Um, I just don't understand it. Uh, if Kevin Stefanski wants to get fired, I mean, there's other ways to do it. <laughs> that is true. You could just quit. Yeah, I, I mean, mean they, you're going down yeah. with the ship. <laughs> you the leader, I get it, but you're going down with the ship. Um, I'm so tired. I'm so sick and tired of people like Dan Orlowski trying to c- convince me that Baker is every week. I'm just like, 
what did he does he have naked pictures of you with your wife or something or like <laughs> like what is it like what is it <laughs> what is it that you're seeing that a lot of people aren't and you know now from what i've been told is the cleveland media is blaming kevin stefanski i'm like no it's not him it's not like your quarterback is b plus he's he, that's who he is let's just make peace with it he is Kirk Cousins. Yes. Yeah. He'll, he's Kirk Cousins. Yes, he'll give you some amazing flashes. Like there are times he'll throw some, he'll, he'll give you some great plays and whatnot, but put him under duress, make him play from behind. Like he just turns into a completely different player and he panics. He makes bad decisions. He's reckless. Let's just, let's just go ahead and accept the fact that that's who he is. And you're going to need a strong running game and a uh, an overwhelming defense to be successful because he's not going to be that player. So you can fuck around and pay him, pay him if you want to. You'll put the Browns the same purgatory they've been in for the last couple of decades. Yeah, I, I'm. I that's going to the off season going to be interesting to watch for them. Um, Forty one to ten, huh? The Cincinnati Bengals are the leaders in the AFC North. Well, I'm sorry. They're a game behind the uh, Ravens. So, <laughs> so let that be your let that be your guide, I guess. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's an interesting week. Uh, I, I I thought the Mac Nagy show would be over for those that for Michelle. I love you, but she thought it not no nothing against you, boo. I love you, but you text me and say you thought it would be over too. It's not. It's not. They thought he'd be fired after Thanksgiving. He won't get on national TV and get loud and shit. Um, they were, they, they're not going to fire him. They were going to fire him during the season. I, I knew that was going to happen. Um, it will be over when this season is over. It will be. But uh, oh, no, they, they, they will throw them deuces the second the season's over. But no, he's not, they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it during the season. Game at 12 at 3 to 7 When y'all find a call, you know what, pimping, this is it. <laughs> Um, they can do some shit like they pull. Who was it? Was it? Was it? Was it? Uh, was it? Uh, Lane Kiffin or, or the Sarkeesian when they? Oh, Steve when Sarkeesian. They them, when they left him on the tarmac in, in yeah. the, park, in the uh, airport. <laughs> Thanks, Pimper. You don't even get to fly home with us. We appreciate you. All right, All right your bags are over there. <laughs> right. You look in true rare form of you don't get to sit with us. <laughs> um. Here's, and your, last, here's, a, but definitely, here's your coach ticket on Frontier. <laughs> right. You get this. Get on about your business, pimp. Um, and last but certainly not least, uh, my beloved Saints, and it's been a long four weeks. It has been a very, very fucking long four weeks of the Trevor Simeon project. It is now over. Um, and yet and still, we gave Taysom Hill $95 million. I don't know where the hell we got it from. But, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know what to say about that. I just don't. I don't understand where we had just Trevor Simeon. That's all I know. They're going to they wear this Taysom Hill thing out for all it's worth, huh? Well, I mean, bitch, we don't have nobody else. We have Ian Book, who I actually, Ian Book is kind of sexy. Did I send you that picture? He is kind of fine. No, I'm you didn't send me that picture. I, but I, will, I will look if you do. He was, he was in practice. <laughs> I'm going to send still in my phone, don't you? It's also on my screensaver on my phone. Uh, <laughs> that bastard is fine, honey. Uh, I need him to go throw a ball or something. Look, I'm about to send it to you. I, I need him to go throw a ball or something. Um, 
But we will be starting Taysom Hill without and you know we will start Taysom Hill when the when the Cowboys are COVID out. <laughs> Cause as of today, everybody on that goddamn team got COVID. I said, well, who the fuck they play? <laughs> I literally was like, who in the fuck is they playing on that team? Because everybody got COVID. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, we we look for – hopefully we get a win because we are still in the race. Don't ask for how long. It's not, it's not necessary. Do I think we'll make the playoffs? Absolutely not. You don't think they even make the playoffs? Nope. I love my team. You know I do. I just don't okay. think we got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just not we don't have a quarterback in all four. Now if we get some of our people back and shit start rolling, like if we can win this game, they got to show me they can come out this four game rut. I love that everybody is rah 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 and we love each other and we got to fix it. Well, how the fuck y'all gonna fix it? Because ain't nobody doing nothing. <laughs> I love the rah rah rah. Cam Jordan is shit crying on TV. We got to do this. this is, I love my team, man. Get all that shit. I get it. I got it. But on yeah. the field. You bitches got embarrassed. Well, I mean, at least they got the Cowboys at home. With no Ezekiel Elliott, uh, somebody else they do not have. Um, he They are injured, praise the Lord. I, I don't wish injuries on no one. But in this game, I need the Saints winning any fucking way we can get to it. <laughs> Amen. I ain't going to aim for it. Any way we can get to the Saints win, I'm here for it. So, um, yeah, it's... Going to be another goddamn crazy week in football, but hey, I am here for it. I think I just yes. Here we go. I just sent, I'm sending you my baby daddy picture. Okay. <laughs> um. So we only had uh, this week because I think we I had the one the two fan questions that I asked earlier. Um. So now we're coming up to you. Do have I think you have a make sure I'm right. Do you have a rant for this week? I do. It'll be short. All right. I do. All um, right, children. Also, I do want to put. I do want to put out there. I would. Um, <laughs> let's try to put a little time aside to talk about the NBA next week. Yes. Yeah, it's starting um, to get good there too. Yeah, because I mean, like <laughs> the Warriors are eighteen and two, and fucking Steph and Curry, the Phoenix is like, seventeen and three. Right. Listen, like, it's. It's you know I, I'm LeBron, <laughs> who's out tonight thanks to COVID, right? And the geriatric crew, it's not looking too good. But um, in this I fight, bet, okay. <laughs> so, but my rant. So, it, explain to me <laughs> when did Bob Costas become the virtual virtue police? Um, <laughs> and if you don't know what I'm talking about, Bob Costas went on this, uh, went on, decided to share his thoughts and opinion about uh, LeBron James getting fined for using some foul language and whatnot. And he decided to tell us that, well, you know, if LeBron James wants to be this social justice warrior, wants to, you know, do all these things for the community and whatnot, but he needs to do it with class and dignity. And he had the nerve to be like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like people like, he said Frederick Douglass. And then he said Michael Jordan. And I forget who else he brought up, but those two names jumped out immediately because one, 
My, uh, Frederick Douglass, of course, was an abolitionist, and you just don't need to be opining about any of that, sir. Like, <laughs> <laughs> sir, you don't need to know about none of that. <laughs> like, stay, stay in your lane, stay in your lane. Like, you know, you don't need to be opining about nobody, like, nothing like that. And, like, am I, like, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but what the fuck did Michael Jordan stand up for anything dealing with social justice? I think the one thing he may have did was, like, donate some money after Trayvon Martin was murdered. But other than that, he's very, very famous for saying, <laughs> what What do you say? And this is not a, a, you know, a, a political statement, but when he was he famous for saying, well, Republicans buy sneakers too. Like, he's, he's famous. Yeah. Do you remember, like, Michael, that dunk, Michael Jordan said oh, yeah, that a long I do remember time that. ago. Yes. And like, like you talking about the same dude that was like that was known for flying to Atlantic City before a playoff game so he could go gamble and get fucked up and drink and eat and eat steaks and smoke cigars and shit. <laughs> like the same dude that punched the shit out of his teammate in the locker room. <laughs> That's what you're talking about. Like no, LeBron James built a school. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. in his neighborhood, his underserved neighborhood, he's been very vocal. So when the hell did you get to be the person to decide was virtuous and like, oh, like he cursed too much. Like cursing makes you fucking blush. <laughs> it's like, listen, I got the utmost respect for Bob Coptus, but here, I'm about to make you blush right now. Stay in your fucking lane. Like, I, I was, I was so, I was so disturbed. You know, I was like, what, trouble doing I was like, that. Yeah, where the hell do you get off being the virtue police? I never heard you set up for anything that did, got anything to do with my life. Like, kick he rocks. Got to. <laughs> kick rocks, kick rocks. Like, just stay in lane. Like, just, just, just do it. Just, I, I was very disgusted by that. Like, and you know, and it doesn't, it doesn't make me respect, you know, respect Bob Costas any less. I just, you know, just perspective. Get just keep yours. Ask about others. Otherwise, you know, just don't. Just, just stay don't. silent. <laughs> just, just stay don't. fucking silent. Bob Cox has been on TV since since the civil rights movement. Learn to be learn to speak when spoken to about shit you know about. Right, and if cursing <laughs> makes you blush, then don't like you know go to church. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, she nice. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, 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 baby. <laughs> I love my best it, friend. That's, I do. that's it. That's all I had to say. <laughs> I love my best friend. Um, really quickly, they just showed uh, the Minnesota San Francisco highlights. I forgot how much I can't stand Kirk Cousins. Uh, she do too much for the lessons for none at all. She really did. <laughs> she she do too much for nothing at all. I just, I don't understand the woman. I don't. Uh, Anyhow, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to another fabulous episode of Who That Rises Up Sports Talk with a Gay Twist. Uh, next weekend, please be with us because we have, we will have a hopefully a final college college football ranking. Um, definitely some NBA talk as it is getting good. Um, of course, we I want to discuss the fight uh, between uh, LeBron James and. Uh, James Stewart, I think that's who it is. Um, but more importantly, my sister said it best a week before we went off the air. I said, give me your take on the Lakers, 
the Warriors and Kyrie Irving. And my sister, and I love her to death because I still chuckle about it today, he said the Lakers are old, the Warriors are scary, and Kyrie is crazy. Enough said. Bitch, I was done. <laughs> and boom, and that's it. That's all I did. <laughs> Bitch, I had to, and literally, y'all, I kid y'all not. I said, well, since I have to get off the phone, that was enough of that for me. <laughs> but she is correct. Uh, and we will elaborate more on that next week. Uh, you guys know where to find us, of course, on Instagram. Uh, we we both have been posting a lot. My dear sister was just recently at the Auburn, uh, Alabama game. Um, she had a blast. I did. And they came home victorious. Uh, I did. Yeah. Here I am thinking my sister took a go weekend drive. The bitch went 20 minutes up the street. So <laughs> thinking my sister was on a road trip. No, that bitch went 20 minutes up the road and was back in the club an hour and a half later. It's up, it's upsetting sometimes, but I get yeah, it pretty much. That bitch was back in the club shaking her groove thing. That's just rude. Uh, I should fuck with an Asian girl. <laughs> This podcast is over. Um, <laughs> I can't. I just won't. Um, of course, you know where to find us on <laughs> underscore that rises up on Instagram. Of course, Kenny and Glenn on Facebook. Who that rises? <laughs> oh Jesus! Um, of course, as is always, I can't even get it out. But she fails. <laughs> she does it to me each and every time. Um, this is the second time that bitch has got has left something and drops mic and talk about oh the show is over. Um, <laughs> I hate her so much. Uh, boys games all day on behalf of myself and my dear sister Kenny Ray. As we get tell it to you each and every time, and we bring it to you that way. Sports is for everyone, including you. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs> I can't stand you. I swear. <laughs> I hate you so much. I didn't say it was sexual. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Love, love, love.